Welcome to Recloseted Radio. This is the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing clothing brand, or making a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted. Each week, I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Recloseted Radio. In this episode, I am joined by Jesse Fu, who is the founder of Alter, a digital-first fashion house built and owned by creators. Their vision is to alter the relationship between creators, consumers, and the legacy fashion establishment. This interview was jam-packed with some of the technology that I've been talking about and interviewing guests in the past few episodes of our podcast, which includes cryptocurrency, NFTs, the metaverse, all that good stuff. And Jesse also talks a little bit about what digital first fashion means and what it could look like. And so make sure you tune in to this episode. And before we dive in, I just wanted to mention that we pride ourselves on being a one-stop shop for sustainable fashion brands. So whether you currently need sourcing help, design help, marketing, sales, or financial help, our recloseted team is equipped to support you. We are reaching our capacity to work with new slow fashion brands and existing fashion brands for this year. So if you want to potentially work together, make sure you book your complimentary discovery call ASAP at www.recloseted.com slash call and the link will be in the show notes as well. On that page, you can book a time slot to chat with me, Selena Ho, the founder of Recloseted, to see if it's a fit to work together and create and design a custom consulting package to be able to achieve your objectives. Don't snooze. The link to book a call is, again, recloseted.com slash call. And I really look forward to meeting you and potentially working together. We only have a few more spots to work with us for the rest of this year. We are reaching our capacity, so make sure you book a time slot ASAP. And now, let's dive into our podcast episode with Jesse. Welcome to Recloseted Radio, Jesse. I'm really excited to have you. Thank you, Selena, and thanks for having me today. Very excited about it. Of course. Well, to start off with, can you please introduce yourself and give us a quick overview of your career? Right. So hi, everyone. My name is Jessie, and I'm the founder of Alter, the digital first fashion house. For my career, actually, I have been really focused on entrepreneurship slash, you know, like fashion or also problem solving for companies. Um, and it's really like how I identify some opportunity in a fashion industry, but really wanted to help them like in terms of like solving the problem of the wasteful happening in the industry and how are we going to use technology to help this industry to you know like more sustainable aspects so that's why we are here today and building altar very cool and speaking of altar can you tell us a little bit more about it and why you started it like you mentioned the waste and leveraging technology but i would love you to dive a little bit deeper Absolutely. So Alter, our main angle of that is like the digital first fashion house. I think the easier to understand the analogy is like the digital first version or next generation version of LVMH. So it's like 
a household brands that we right now already have our, you know, like the first primary brand is called Alternative. But we also wanted to onboard more brands that is similar to our value and similar to our aesthetic focus. And what brings me to today, like with Alter is really, first of all, um, before I actually working with my friend of the e-commerce marketplace, dealing with the in excess inventory issue in the fashion industry. So when I was there, I really understand or having a better, like deeper understanding of, you know, like how much waste, how much, you know, fashion items are unfortunately going to the landfill, um, not only from the overproduction side, but also from the lost justice that what we are thinking about for the e-commerce marketplaces, um, the return rate could be like 30% or 40% about. So that really touches my heart. And I was thinking about how can I really help in this direction? And of course, like last year, the, the whole hype around NFT, um, it's really makes a lot of sense that having, you know, like creator will have the ownership of their items. And also like by starting going digital first, we can innovate and contribute to the fashion industry by later on translate to the physical piece, uh, but using, um, you know, like 3D printing or biomaterial things. Yeah, awesome. And you mentioned this a little bit already, and I just want you to give a quick definition, if you don't mind. So what does digital first or digital fashion mean? So yeah, like digital first fashion, first of all, I have to say that there is no specific like definition of that. But from our point of view, like digital first is like the garment has been rendered in digital native way. And basically like a 3D model or 3D file. And that can be used in the digital, you know, scenarios environment. But it, for us, the definition of digital first is later on, you can still be rendered in the physical space and can be produced or make that a physical twin, but which comes later. And so with this, I think a lot of people might be thinking that it sounds very futuristic or maybe a bit scary, but what is your vision with Alter? Like, where do you think the future of fashion is going? And what do you think is your goal with creating a digital first fashion house? So I think for Alter, what we really, really wanted to help is the next generation of the designers, the younger generation of designers. What our observation is, first of all, they do really care about sustainability. And secondly, they are digital native. They spend so much time online, including us. I, we are talking with each other in a digital first format. Maybe one day we will encounter each other in somewhere in the world, but we, we just spend a lot of time online. And fashion, in a sense, in a physical space is kind of like expression of your identity. However, like we observe like more and more people are spending more time online. We need something to also express our identity equivalently online as well. So that is a, you know, like initial idea of a digital fashion. Um, but we think your identity is inseparable in a digital space and physical space. So that's why Alter, we wanted to bring it together by going digital first. But later on, we using the innovative approach to also like step into the physical space. Very cool. And so we're getting an idea of how Altair works, but can you explain how everything comes together? Because I was on your website and I know you mentioned like alternative, like your flagship brand. And then I believe you had like a marketplace and also a virtual wardrobe and a platform. So how do you see all of that coming together? Like, can you explain how that works? 
right? So basically, the altar, you know, like the whole platform, we have different layers of that. And at the very beginning, we are thinking about how we can support the next generation of the designers by also having a household brand hosting their designs, but using NFT technology. So that the designers will really have the ownership of their design, not not only in a you know like primary market, but also in the secondary market. And then we have the you know consumer facing front. That what we are trying to explore is a different utility of the digital asset. Definitely, first of all, you will have the NFT item. So that is a you have the ownership of, of a digital asset. And that will be in the curated marketplace when the consumer going to our website will see. And then second layer of that is definitely how we going to build the virtual utility, kind of like a virtual wearable of those digital asset. I can give some example of that. It's kind of like AR, VR, you know, application that you can already try on something without really owning the physical piece, or like it can be some like gaming asset. It's like You know, like conventionally, it's called like gaming skin. So basically, you have this fashion、uh, piece of like digital garment and using in different gaming situation. And the lastly is also some like、uh, we call it like a virtual wardrobe. Basically, if your NFT item as a digital asset only exists in your let's say crypto wallet, it doesn't make too much sense. Because you need to express your identity by showing or exchange your idea with other people. So what we came up with is really idea of virtual wardrobe. You can think about that is kind of like an online digital version of gallery, and you can you know having your three D digital garments、um, exhibit exhibit there. Yeah. Um, so that's our thinking about the utility for that, and then later on it comes to the physical part, which we definitely wanted to leverage more technology like three D printing, biomaterial, and also local on demand production. So besides that, also we really wanted to support the supply side, meaning like the designer or creator side. So we wanted to build the infrastructure to onboard them to the Web three, and also like having. You know, like an in- incubation for them to support them and to making them a smooth transition from a totally physical, like fashion designer to the Web three or like digital first fashion. Awesome, and I do recognize that you used quite a bit of lingo just now. And by the time this episode comes out, the episode before episode one nineteen, I would have done an episode on cryptocurrency, NFTs, and the metaverse, but. Just to ensure we're all on the same page, do you mind giving a few quick definitions so everyone understands what you're talking about? Absolutely, and actually, like recently, we have been thinking about how this can be, you know, translate to a language that, especially our audience, will be more like, you know, fashion designer focus.、Um, so it has been really interesting because the technology is like it, it's huge, but. You know, when we're thinking about the use case of that, it's very simple. NFT is like non-fungible token, and when you talk about fungible, you means like everything like you can exchangeable. Basically, I was telling the designer that you think about say like a T-shirt, a unicorn T-shirt that is identical, that it's it's the same thing. However, when we talk about non-fungible, means like very unique item that is registered on blockchain. And in a fashion sense, I was telling them an example of one of Mugler's masterpiece. 
And that is like very identical piece is nothing else comparable, exchangeable in the world. So that's the whole concept of NFT. And basically you will have, you know, like your asset registered on chain. And then that's how the creator will have the ownership of that. Also, like for the consumer side, you will have the ownership of the digital asset. When we talk about like the primary market, uh, secondary market, I think like that will be quite interesting, especially for a fashion designer as well. Let's say in a conventional fashion space, normally a fashion designer will be sort of like only an employee for a fashion house or for a brand. But what enabled them moving to Web3 by using the NFT technology is by using smart contract that you can already have the ownership of the item by having a part of the proceed or like um, the commission of that. And then that is not only in the primary market that you sell this item. Uh, Let's say like for a physical piece, if you sell this item, it's kind of like, not really within your reach anymore, um, but the consumer will own it. But for uh, NFT on secondary market, actually the royalty will still be associated with, you know, original creator of this piece. And I think that is truly powerful and how also building a communication, you know, like channel for the consumer side and creator side, which Conventionally, we see it's kind of like a one-way relationship that consumer is basically only making consumption. A lot of our listeners are still fashion founders and they have their own brand. And I know one of their challenges is knowing that in order to make more revenue, they have to produce more or sell more product. And right now, they only make money in the primary market when they first sell their goods. But if they can continue to make pieces that are timeless and high quality, they could get that additional kickback when it's sold on the secondary market, as you're talking about. So that's why this technology is really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And to that point, because I personally also really passionate about how we can, you know, you know, like using digital fashion, digital first fashion, helping the sustainability aspect of fashion. So one thing is like, by going digital first, you are not going to do the sampling side, like part um, using physical, you know, like the material. So for that already, we are trying to save for being more sustainable. And later on, when we are going to experiment the physical piece, also we wanted to have more sustainability cautious there. Great. And you talked about sustainability a little bit already with Alter, but I would love to dive deeper. So you mentioned with the textile making, pattern making process, how you can eliminate waste, which is amazing. And then you also mentioned some more innovative, more conscious materials. But what else are you hoping to impact from a sustainability perspective with Alter? So I think like for us is more focused on first of all, like digital first. And that will give access to a lot of like designers as well. Like in a physical space, like let's say, you know, like if a designer wanted to design a high, like a couture piece, and basically they need to use a lot of like material. But by going digital first, you can, they can already do unlimited, you know, like create, like expand their creativity in a digital space already uh, without any constraints and without any financial burden and also consumption of the material at the first place. So that is definitely something we see the opportunity by going digital first, but it's not going to stop 
like digital only. The reason is because we think there will be, you know, like how the material will provide you the 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 texture, everything in a real life is just like not replaceable. Especially when we're thinking about the craftsmanship, um, in a real how you produce a real garment. That is definitely we wanted to embed. But for us, what we are more looking into, first of all, we are more looking into local on-demand production. So that will support not having the logistic, like, you know, package flying around situation. And secondly, we wanted to have biomaterial experiments. For that, we wanted to collaborate with fashion um, school, like college, with those students at really pushing the boundary or pushing the innovation of what kind of material can replace what we use today. And also like there are many startups and companies are working on upcycle and you, you, they use recycled material that we can help like not having the material or the garment going to the landfill, but why not we, we just use that piece to create a new one and, and you can still use that and have fun. And actually, we already see a lot of like creativity, especially for a younger generation like Gen Z. They care so much about the co-creation with the designer as well. And I think that is very interesting aspect by going digital first, but um, have a dig- uh, physical item later. Yeah, no, totally. I actually am very curious about the biomaterials piece. Like, is there anything you've encountered lately that you're really excited about or any innovation there that you're just yeah really excited? I wouldn't really see like myself as an expert of that, but I have been talking to a lot of like fashion college students and they are doing a lot of like very, very interesting experiments. So like a couple of days ago, I was talking with one girl. She is studying in Italy, actually. So her experiment is around fruit or like flowers. So you can hardly imagine like, oh, how I'm I'm actually wearing um a rose on me and that is like the only thing is how you make sure that is doable like uh like how that can you know continue to use that actually i was asking her how you produce this item as a garment and you just like it's a normal process and it's 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 totally fine um but it's just like how you can continuously use that or, and when you wash this item, you can still use that the next time and for how long. And that is definitely on the real process. Yeah, I know. It really fascinates me, too, because there's so much innovation. But I still think like durability and quality of the product is still really important because for a lot of my clients and also like bigger brands, like product quality is so important. Right. So uh, I think it's really exciting, but we also still have a long ways to go, too. Exactly. Um, I think we are here together to, you know, like support the innovation. And for that, we really need to support the younger generation. They are looking to that direction and they need some resource and some sort of like promotion as well, like to to support them to continue the, the innovation. Yeah. And well, speaking of all this technology, can you talk a little bit about the metaverse and why you're so excited about it when it comes to a fashion perspective? I think like that's definitely a very exciting topic, but for me, myself, I, I don't really think I can define what is metaverse. Um, of course, like metaverse, this whole concept like started like 30 years ago when this book of Snow Crash like came up to everybody's, they, they read this book. Um, on the other hand, I think like a lot of people were, uh, will associate like metaverse nowadays to a gaming environment, etc. 
However, for me, my, the definition of the metaverse is kind of like how you have a multi-dimensional environment um, to really express yourself and. It's just like interactions. For instance, like now we have like so many Zoom meetings. Is that part of the metaverse? Perhaps because that's not we having a physical social encounter,、um, but we are really talking with each other and using some digital medium. So, so that is definitely something way broader. The whole concept than the whole only thing about the gaming part. But the metaverse is also having a lot of aspects in terms of technology. For instance, what we were talking about, like about AR, VR, how can you have an immersed experience、um, when you have those kind of te- technology enablement?、Um, so that's kind of like my very sort of like understanding of metaverse. Definitely very exciting concept, but it's like a big concept to discuss about. No, totally. And how do you think then fashion plays into the metaverse? Because I know that you know eventually we we may have our own like little avatars and we may want to close them. So like, what do you think that looks like? Yeah. So I think fashion to me is kind of like the expression of your identity. It has different ways. You can also appreciate art is how you. Express your identity as well, and in terms of like the usage of metaverse, I guess like many people were thinking about the the avatar concept because the the movie Ready Player One,、um, they were like having the avatars wearing the different garments, and it's kind of like、uh, very otherworldly. Let's say, I think like for digital fashion and the metaverse is kind of like again how you express your identity, your personality in a physical world. Is exactly what is going to happen in the digital space as well. Perhaps we can, in the future, we can wear a digital garment. Oh, like yeah, like a digital garment、uh, when we have a Zoom meeting instead of like a physical one. Because that is something like I think digital fashion could ha- one of the direction that could go to、um, in terms of the metaverse. And how you decorating your avatar is definitely one of the use. And also like how you as a consumer. Really become a user of an item, but also become a collector of an item. You will be more cautious about the consumption itself, but really become a collector of that. And later on, you perhaps wanted to be a curator of a fashion design, where we already see from,、um, let's say, Web two, like so many brands are trying to spend hours of times analyzing、um, the data on social media and pre- predicting the trend for the next season. And for the Web three, when you have the channel for to link with the creator side and consumer side, and there is a natural platform for people to exchange and, in a sense, to create interactively. Yeah, I think there's a lot of interesting applications, like even the trend forecasting, like you were talking about, and maybe even experimenting with different designs. Like if a brand doesn't have capital to produce all these different patterns or colors, maybe they take it digital first, see what people are into, and then they just produce like the most popular pieces. Like there's so many different applications, which could be really cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so is there a brand right now that you think is doing digital fashion really well? So for that, you mean like for a digital native brand or kind of like a fashion brand in general? 
yeah just anything in general yeah like is there a brand that you think is doing like nfts really well or leveraging blockchain really well like is there anything that you've been noticing well so i think like here i wanted to bring up the example kind of like famous example of balenciaga um so i think that is really how the you know, like the existing established brand enter the metaverse or the digital space. Before, they definitely didn't really tap into its untapped market uh, that they do, they don't really have too much presence. But when, say, like Balenciaga really trying to understand what the younger generation of the customer wants, so they have, they bring their digital garments into Fortnite, for, for instance. And that is definitely a really big move and very innovative move um, there. Um, a, that really expands you really expand um, kind of like a marketing as well. I still remember one of the, one of the, my professor was telling me like, they were not really a customer of Balenciaga, neither is their like kids at home, but they were playing Fortnite the game and they were like, oh, this is so cool. I wanted to have a physical piece as well. So that's what we see naturally, you know, the younger generation will probably have encounter where the touch point of a brand in a digital space. And then later on, they will have the purchase or redemption or, um, you know, collection of the physical item later on. So I think that is very sort of like innovative and very interesting. And there are many different brands that they are like digital only brands as well. Like they kind of like have a different business model too. Yeah, no, that's a great example. And it's almost like, I don't know if you've heard of the marketing or sales saying where it's like you have to see something like seven times before you buy it. This is almost playing into that too, because their kids probably saw their Balenciaga outfit like, you know, hundreds of times. And then maybe psychologically, they're now like, oh, I want to go buy something in person. So it's very interesting from a marketing perspective, too. Absolutely agree with that. Yeah. And for smaller brands, like small to medium brands where they don't have huge budgets, they don't have a lot of resources, what do you think they can do to leverage like this digital first phenomenon? Because they might be really stressed out and overwhelmed and not sure where to start. First of all, I think my understanding of this is like not necessarily everybody needs to have a presence in, in the digital space or in the metaverse. There are many brands in, doing incredibly well in the physical only space. And they can stay like that, where like they can use like metaverse or digital space as a um, you know, promotion channel or like marketing channel, for instance. However, I think for those smaller business, one thing they have to understand is like the collaboration in the digital space is happening very, very fast and very often. In a physical space, when you wanted to have the collaboration, maybe it's a little bit more difficult, but in a digital part, it's definitely very, very common, normal. And that is how you really speed up, accelerate the whole process and have a presence. And for to me, it's like I see a lot of like small business, especially like a local artisan. And I think that it's very interesting how they can potentially collaborating with digital brands or digital first brands in a future that be a part like a local you know, partnership to providing the physical item as well. Because for that, they can definitely leverage their expertise, but also support in, in a sense, like collaborating with, with a digital fashion brand. Yeah, that's really interesting. And you brought up this point previously as well about how collaboration is just so much easier now, right? Like Instagram stories or even Zoom. 
And I know that Web3 can seem kind of scary and daunting and like it's really far off. But to your point, it is happening right now. We're using email, we're using social media, we're using Zoom, you know, so it's happening right now. Yeah, totally agree with that. And are there any other innovations that you're really excited about in this space? Absolutely. I think like one thing is for me, myself, like going back to what we were discussing about like Web3, I think one concept is like super interesting to me is the whole concept of community, which in Web3, they call it like DAO or Decentralized Autonomous Organization. And for that, it's really interesting by like having a channel for, you know, like consumer and creators to be at the same place, which is like really not really the case in a, in a physical or a conventional fashion space or anywhere like different industry in general. So for that, really, you see the power that everybody could be a curator and everybody could be a creator and you own your creation. Um, so I think that is super powerful in terms of what rate in general. Yeah. And I also think it's always good from a business perspective to get as close to your customer as possible and get that feedback too. So I think this will be really helpful. Exactly. When you have a quicker like product iteration or feedback, um, that will be definitely very interesting for the business side too. Uh, I'm also curious, do you have any like publications or accounts or like reports you like to read to stay up to date on all this technology? Uh, yeah, there are some like reports from the crypto. One is called Messari, and that is like a very comprehensive, like, let's say, like going to the understanding the whole ecosystem of like crypto space and blockchain space um, in general. And also for one of the tips for people wanting to understand a little bit more of Web3 or crypto is definitely getting on Twitter. I know for me, myself, like I have been like spending way more time on Instagram before because I'm like pretty much like very visual person, just like the majority of the people working in a fashion industry, let's say. But I have to push myself to really be on Twitter and getting the news on Twitter of people. What is what a, what is really NFT and what, what kind of like project people are doing in the NFT space? to really understand what is going on. Yeah, totally. And I always like to ask entrepreneurs what their typical week looks like. And so if you don't mind sharing, that would be great. And I say typical week, not typical day, because I know the day-to-day can vary. But yeah, walk us through what a typical week looks like for you. So basically, I think like right now as an entrepreneur, I kind of like working way more than before when I was working in a corporate. So my typical week is kind of like uh, six days a week, like working. When I wake up in the morning, I work and I know I'm, I'm kind of like a late night person. So I stay up pretty late, not really healthy, not really recommended to anybody else. But uh, that's kind of like my schedule every, every single day. And um, right now, since we are also at a very critical stage that building this product and having this product in front of the customers, so we really working quite extended hours every single day. For that, I have a lot of calls uh, every day, kind of like back-to-back calls, because I do think as an entrepreneur, you have to be really close to the first batch of the customer. Um, as well for me, is a first batch of the designer who will be interested because it is a long-term ver- uh, vision. It is really not about the short-term hype around NFT, but really how are we going to use this technology to support 
who uh, who everybody is in need um in that so that's kind of like why i spend a lot of time talking with uh designers and and customers in the space and trying to help them on board to the new technology what we are seeing there yeah awesome i think a lot of entrepreneurs have very similar stories to you where it's like they either wake up really really early or they stay up really really late or sometimes both and then lots of meetings yeah (laughs) yeah exactly cool and then do you have like a morning routine or an evening routine that really works for you i have to say like from in the morning the most important thing is coffee <laughs> I have to have a cup of coffee to wake me up and sometimes I feel like I'm definitely also more energetic or more focused like during the night um, when I can I, I don't need to talk to people but really focus on what I'm building there and at night sometimes I, I, I do watch some like movies and to you know, like before I go to bed and trying to zoom out from what I'm thinking, because I guess like probably many entrepreneurs will share the same similar experience as I do, as well as when we are thinking about how to build a product, how to solve the problem. There are many, many problems, many, many challenges constantly, even when you are sleeping, it's hard. Um, So when you have something can zoom out, that is very good. And I think everybody have a different method to do that. And for me, it's kind of like sometimes I watch a movie for that before I go to bed. Yeah, no, totally. When you're an entrepreneur, it's a full time job and you can never turn it off. And you're always like, oh, what about this idea? Or what about that? What if I tried this? You know, so yeah, I I, I totally agree. Like you need something to shut off your mind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And do you have any books or podcasts you recommend to folks? So one of the podcasts that I, I definitely like sometimes listening to is Acquired. Uh, I think it's like give a lot of like good perspective, especially for people to build um, in this, in, in, you know, like wanted to be entrepreneur, etc. And for books, honestly, like rec- recently, I have been like really rely on different, you know, like news and reports, etc. I have to say like there, I have less uh, recommendation there. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. So long as you're reading. Yeah. Your reading has become digital first too, see? <laughs> and so wrapping up here, but what's next for Alter? Yeah, so Alter actually is like growing pretty fast. Um, basically, we are about to launch our website that customer can go to our website to enjoy the whole journey of purchasing NFT items and collecting their first NFT, perhaps, um, of a digital first item next month. Um, so in April and um, or very early of May that we will have the storefront version of our website ready and you can go there to purchase your you know, like NFT item. We are really excited to collaborating with very, very talented digital fashion designers. And we are very lucky to onboard some of them with us um, and really to, you know, bring this as innovation together with them together. Very cool. And so on that note, how can everyone stay in touch and support you if they're interested in buying their first digital fashion NFT? Like what's the site? Tell us the links. Right. Um, so basically our website is alteraltr.space. And I have to say, like when we are doing NFT related, you have to go to Twitter. We are on Twitter as well. Alter with five underscore. That's quite a lot. And also like on our um, Instagram, it's 
outer underscore space. Um, so on Instagram, actually, we are more structured with different content. Basically, one is like um, Web3 NFT educational content to fashion designers or whoever who like is passionate about fashion. And secondly, is we also bring the legacy fashion, the beauty of the legacy fashion to the crypto audience as well. Um, and for that, you can get a lot of information and stay tuned with our with our news and drops future. Awesome. Cool. I will have all of that linked in the show notes. Thank you so much. But thanks so much, Jesse. This is so interesting. And I know people will have a lot of food for thought. So appreciate you taking the time to educate everyone. Thank you so much, Lena. And very much looking forward to this. And that concludes this episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at Recloseted. Make sure you subscribe to our Recloseted Radio podcast on your preferred podcast platform so that new episodes are automatically downloaded and you don't miss any of our free resources. Lastly, don't forget to rate our podcast five stars and leave us a positive review. That really helps us and continues to allow us to provide this podcast for free. Together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.